All right. <laughs> We're on. We new, are on. New intro. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Tulsa Music Stream. I'm Scott Squires. This is Jana Squires. Hello. This is episode 93, and we'll be joined with Roxy Petrucci from Vixen, and of course, Madam X, her other band that she, she actually was in first before Vixen. Yes. And um, as always, make sure you share um, our Facebook um video or live stream on all your favorite groups your pages and all that good stuff um we are also on youtube and you can hit subscribe and um hit that like button if you're watching on youtube we always appreciate that and we are at tul music stream on twitter and we are live on twitch and of course all of our uh podcast platforms like spotify iHeartRadio, amazon google podcasts apple podcasts all that good stuff amazon here we go. This is The Night with Roxy Petrucci. You can listen to us and you can purchase something from your home on Amazon, just in case you didn't know about that little operation called Amazon, right? Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We are awaiting Roxy's arrival. We, we've come on a few minutes early just to kind of give you guys time to get settled in, give us time to get settled in. Guys, this song I, in the video, it is smoking. It is. I can't wait to talk uh, with her about it. I feel like it's where Vixen needs to be in 2023. I think they've assembled the right lineup. Um, it's strong, and you f and it feels like they all genuinely enjoy each other. That all you know, the fans can always kind of tell. You can tell when it's when it's genuine and the love is real and the bond is real. I think they have that with this current lineup. So we're Absolutely. looking forward to get into getting into that story. Yeah, and as always, <laughs> make sure you uh, check out our shorts on YouTube. Um, we're on TikTok and we put out our little funny TikTok videos and not all not all of them are funny, but um, we are also <laughs> on Instagram. So um, yeah, right. check us out, man. We yeah. are we are having a blast doing these hard rock interviews with uh all these classic classic people classy people yeah. we're always having classic fun. and classy that's i right. tell you they we have really just uh enjoyed interviewing everyone that's been on this show i believe she is connecting as we speak it looks like she's working on getting the video pulled up so we will patiently oh there's not going to be any video oh there's <laughs> no, no video, video. no oh. sorry Hey, that's news to us, but but that is quite all right. We'll we'll make it work. Um, I trust everyone. Yeah, everyone can hear you. Okay, great, Roxy Petrucci. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I was just telling telling the uh, the viewers that I feel like this new song and new video. This is where Vixen should be in twenty twenty three, and uh, it, oh, I really feel that way. It's I mean it's smoking. It's. I think you said it best on a previous interview. It's a it's a perfect blend of like modern driving high energy, but it still has that signature Vixen, the harmonies and the hooks. And I know you guys worked with Fred Corey from Cinderella uh, to, to put this together. Tell us about the process of putting this thing together and how pleased you guys are with the finished product. Well, initially, you know, we started writing together. This is Cher was still playing with us and we had all these ideas floating around and they just i wasn't coming together we said we got to bring in a producer and our ma manager larry said Let, let's uh bring in fred Corey. he's a he's a great producer he does soundtracks for movies he's got quite a quite a library and we we know fred from from the past you know we're all 80s 80s girls so right um we started talking to Fred, we sent him his ideas and he was getting a feel for where we were going. And he said, I think I have a tune that I, that 
that perfect for you girls. Um, so he let us hear it. We actually, he sent us two of them. And as soon as we heard red, we went, yeah, that one hit all of us. And we were just on board. And um, it really does capture the energy and just the vibe of this lineup. Because I don't know if you've seen us live yet, yes. but there is so much fire on stage and everybody is just so hungry for this and we're just just really really into it you know and and, and it just feels great this this lineup is is really working you know and and the the song itself is really it's suited for this for these girls I, i'm really digging it and we're really happy with it it's funny that you say that because right before we connected with you here on zoom i was telling the audience that this lineup, it, it feels like it is translating very well to the fans as far as the, the chemistry. It, you can tell there's camaraderie. You can tell that you guys are gelling. It's just a really nice blend. So to hear you reaffirm that everyone is clicking on all cylinders, trust me, it's translating to the fans. You guys are on fire. And um, you, if you're not hooked to video, you're not going to be able to see some of the, the stuff I'm going to put on the screen for our viewers. But I grabbed a picture. Oh, of, I can see it. Oh, you can see it. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, great. That's that's going to be great. Uh, tell us about this. This is, I think you guys snapped this when you've wrapped up shooting the video. This is the video crew. Now, the video is just as smoking hot as the song itself. How long did it take you guys to shoot the video? And where did you guys film this at? Well, we filmed this shot right here is on the pretty much downtown LA. There's this old abandoned building and we shot on the rooftop there. And um, this is inside there. It was just really kind of creepy in there, but yeah. it had a really cool vibe. Yeah. Um, so we all got together just before we finished and we said, let's get this group shot because, you know, we, we just loved everybody we were working with. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the rooftops, that was wild that was a lot of fun and they used like an aerial camera um and um we shot the other scenes are in sunset and in front of the roxy inside the <laughs> rainbow yeah you know and you saw the lemmy statue we had to pay homage to lemmy of course um, me walking underneath the roxy sign yeah um so yeah and then and then also on a sound stage um we did the red shots you know the live underneath yeah. the uh, the red lights and stuff so it was a lot of fun and it was a lot it was it relatively easy and um pretty quick compared to the days of the 80s where like when we shot how much love and edge of a broken heart we're talking days of shooting you know and yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars it was a whole different scene back then right so yeah. this was pretty easy pretty fun we had a blast and uh we had uh Drew Johnson, he directed it along with Vincent Kadorva. And um, so, yeah, we had a good team and lots of fun. Well, like she said, uh, like you guys were saying, and it was on Sunset Boulevard. You had the whole uh, Hollywood, uh, California vibe and everything. You walking, you know, towards the Roxy. Um, you guys are wearing all the red hot leather, you know, just a bunch of, you know, some sexy gals tearing it up. Brit Lightning <laughs> oh, yeah. swigging on the Jack Daniels bottle and all that. <laughs> oh, um, God. Is this is this the uh, that last song you guys put out was you ought to know by now was that the last yeah. song yet okay yeah okay. that was twenty seventeen yeah and uh, that was on the live fire CD which we recorded at the Arcata Theater in Chicago um, that was a lot of fun too and uh, Michael Wagner actually produced that record mixed it 
Um, but yeah, uh, you ought to know by now, we played back in the 80s uh, with Jan, the original guitarist, mm -hmm. and um, we always liked that song. I don't know why we didn't record it back then. I wish we would have. Um, so then when we were doing Live Fire, I remember I was watching a YouTube video and that showed up and I told Janet and Cher, I said, you guys, we should do this. Yeah. Let, let's re-record this song and let's put it on this album. And um, yeah, I think it, it was really, I mean, it, it, it came out great. First of yeah. all, I love Michael Wagner's mixes. Yeah, it sure. came out, yeah, it came out really, really great. So I'm happy with that. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the last time uh, we recorded anything it was 2017, which is not that long ago. Well, you see, but, you know, you, with, with the lineup changes and stuff. So, you know, we have to, we wanted to gel as a band. And before we thought about even releasing anything else, um, so when Red came along and we were already thinking about writing and recording something because we felt like, okay, it's time now. And Lorraine had been in the band for a couple of years now. So we were kind of ready to, to release at least a single. And um, I think Red is a good representation, a good out of the gate single, you know, just kind of yes. hit you right in the face. Yeah. But still has that Vixen, you know, beautiful harmonies and the giant chorus. Um, but it, like you said, it, it takes us into 2023, 24. It's fresh, but you know, it still has that vixen thing, you know, with the, yeah. with the core. But well, it's just, yeah. uh, it's a hard driving a rock and vixen tune. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're certainly having a lot of fun and it looks like it. And, um, on the video hey, for sure. They keep me on my toes. These girls <laughs> keep me on my toes. And, and we did, <laughs> we did, we did see you, um, in Key West, uh, at the Rock Island Fest and, and with this lineup. And uh, we've actually opened up for you guys um, in at the IDL Ballroom here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And oh, got the, wow. you, so that was with uh, the Iron Maidens. We yeah. were, and right. we were the local I remember band. that. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, how cool was that club? Super cool. Yeah, it was a great Super time. Cool. But, you know, there's, there's a demand for 80s rock still, even in 2023. And there seems to be a demand for Vixen. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, you know, everywhere we're playing now, when we go out and play these festivals or state fairs or these venues, what's what's really crazy is that there's still, yeah, there's a demand for, for rock, hard rock, still 80s. And, and the crowd, some of them, they bring their, their kids, <laughs> which is kind of cool. But we're attracting anywhere from, you know, 18 to and up. I mean, we're, we're getting young, a lot of younger people, which is really, really cool. They're digging the music and we're still doing all the classic Vixen tunes too. And that's, they love those. They love Edge. They love How Much Love. They love Rock Me, Streets in Paradise. They love, they love all of it. They're singing the songs and we're talking younger, younger kids. So yeah. that's pretty inspiring, you know, just to know that they they dig the stuff and we're talking 35 years later. And you got these this new generation that's coming up going, I love this music. And see, that gives you hope because, you know, I, I'm bad about sometimes falling into that trap of, oh, these kids, they they just aren't into to, to my kind of rock, which is, you know, the rock you guys do. But then you hear stories like that and it gives you faith. I think the parents are teaching them well and kids are realizing that this genre, it's just fun and it helps you forget about your problems and it's just good time rock and roll. It makes you feel better inside and out. And so it's good to hear that you're, you're seeing that in your performances. Let's talk a little bit about, you guys have a show coming up. Tell me, is this your last show of the year? The one that you guys are going to be doing uh, in Mexico, the life, is this life after death horror fest? Yeah, no, that's not our last one. We're, we're actually playing um, October 14th in Kansas City. Okay. Uh, the 80s Rock Invasion. 
oh, with okay. Joe, um, Stephen Piercy, Great White, um, and Slaughter. Okay. Well, well, I yeah. saw the date. We've been and I doing saw a few shows with those guys. Okay. Yeah, so, so this one's in the past, but you have another one of these coming up, and that's in October. Yeah, like in another week and a half, and then we go to Mexico City, uh, December first, and we okay. do this. Tell, pretty tell wild me. Festival. I was going to say. Tell <laughs> I've me never what. Done that. Oh. It's just like I'm looking at the at the um, at the the list here, and it's like there's some pretty heavy bands on there. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's but what I was going like, to We played Wacken, and who'd have thought we'd ever play Wacken? You know, Vixen and Wacken, but they ate it up. They loved it. You know what? We watched that video. They were very warm and receptive of you guys. And that was going to be my question. Have you ever played for, you know, a, a Mexican festival audience? And I imagine it's it's pretty crazy and energetic, but you said this is your first one? Uh, Well, our first horror, <laughs> rock and horror. Yeah. Um, we did play Mexico, though, back in the 80s uh, with the original lineup. And wow, a very appreciative crowd. Yes. Um, again, same in Europe, though. I mean, they're they're just just wild and they sing every single line. It's crazy. And they sing it all together. And they just the energy is incredible. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about going back because it's been, you know, 30 years right. since I've been in play since we played in Mexico. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm just excited about playing. Yeah, I love absolutely. to play live. That's my yeah. thing. Well, and it sounds like to play live. you should. And it sounds like you guys are lining up a busy uh, next year as well. Now, I got to ask you about this. I have not gotten to go on a Monsters of Rock cruise yet, but I know you guys are going to be on this one in March. Tell me how these work. I can't imagine how you get any sleep on these because you probably just want to party and hang out with friends the whole time. But now, do you guys perform more than once uh, on yeah. these cruises? Yeah. Okay, how does that work? You do you do at least two shows, um, uh, sometimes three, but they stagger them enough so you're you're able to see the bands that you want to see. And because they play twice, if you miss one, you go to another concert. But there's sleeping. You don't need to sleep, not not on the cruise. There's there's no sleeping. There's no sleeping in rock and roll. That's right. And, and you know, you know, it's only five days, maybe four to five days, at something like that. Right. So you don't even want to sleep. You just want to enjoy it. You want to see all the bands that you love because the lineups they usually have like a great lineup, you know, on these cruises. So um, you just rock and roll. You party. You eat. You meet the fans. Everybody's just it's just one big family really, and nobody. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a positive vibe. You know, everybody's yeah. happy. Everybody's on a ship, and you know, you 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 go to these ports, and you get off the ship, and you go shopping, and then you get back on, and then there's more rock and roll. Super it's just cool. all about rock and roll and having a good time, and and just kind of meeting people, and get you meet new friends, and then you see them the next year. They start it starts becoming a trip for them. You know, yeah. It's like okay, next year, uh, Monsters of Rock cruise. We're going. Yeah, you we got to decorate your cabins, whatever. It's just, it's a real, really, it's a great time and you need to go. Awesome. We I'm will. telling you, you need to go. Okay. You've inspired me. I'm going to check into tickets. <laughs> well, you're, you're the, uh, the one remaining original member of Vixen. Um, you recently brought in Julia, uh, on bass yeah. guitar, uh, Cher Ross has, uh, exited the band. Um, tell us a little bit about Julia. A hiatus, yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, exactly what the a hiatus, I know she does real estate and things like that is she just wants more family time and alone time and stuff like that and coming back later yeah, on. Well, or? 
Yeah, you know, she just got super busy and, and, you know, life gets in the way and it gets complicated and something has to give. Same with Janet. They just, you know, they just were, they were stretching themselves too thin. There was too much going on. And Janet has her solo career with her husband and, you know, Cher's doing her real estate and she's kicking ass. And, um, you know, so she's just taking a step back for a while. Sure. So Julia is amazing. Love her. And she's got a fantastic voice too, but what a killer bass player. So she stepped in and uh, didn't miss a beat. She's doing a great job and and it and it fits, you know, it, we're gelling and the chemistry is there. So we're having a good time. That's good, that's good. Now speaking of real estate, uh, we were watching the VH1 uh, reuniting the, the, reuniting the uh, bands on VH1 and you were actually thought you were selling your home in the, in that and they <laughs> surprised you with uh, the cameras yeah, and, and everything. Was, you know, and I was just, I went to the gym, I was working out, they called me and they said, hey, we got somebody interested in looking at your house. So I said, okay, I'll be right home. So had I known, I would have changed and at least looked decent. <laughs> that bummed me out the most. So it's like, I just, but yeah, when I saw Amara, I knew right away who that was. I <laughs> recognized him and I said, I know who you are. Yes, I'll do it. Wow. He didn't even have to ask because I knew. And he you said, know, that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, you were on board fast. And, and I, I want to ask a little bit more about that. And I think, I think Janet even made a comment uh on camera to this effect oh hey brett is here what we didn't we didn't we didn't tell our viewers about this but we do have a surprise i don't know if he's going to connect to video or not but we're gonna we're gonna let him in but you know she made a comment on there saying uh, that she hoped it wasn't just a making nice for the cameras and and then and then it's just that but is that kind of what that show equated to you guys did the performance and then Nothing really changed at that point as far as the, the inner workings between the four of you at that point in time. No, it did change. I mean, you know, Good. when time goes by and if you haven't, we, we kept in touch, but not as much as, as we should have. But um, so, yeah, you know, sometimes feelings get, um, you know, you just start remembering things differently. But a lot of things got sorted out. And um, we were just happy to see each other because we have that bond and always will because we shared an incredible experience together that not very many people will will ever experience in their lifetime. So um, when we were, even when the cameras were off, we were just so, just so thankful to to be, to get together, you know, and just, we did talk about uh, maybe getting back together at some point, but it's just the timing wasn't right. Everybody sure. was into their own things at the time. But I think in the back of our minds, we knew we're going to get back together before, you know, there's just no chance. And was, so, that your, was that your last performance with Jan during that? Uh... No, no, actually. So that was in 2004, right? Yeah. She called us in 2000 and I forgot. 12 yeah 11 or 12 and to reunite and that's what we were supposed to do we were all on board we were gonna plan a tour um and just you know vixen was back and then she got diagnosed with cancer yeah right and it was just not meant to be we were just devastated well unbelievable because you just never think that somebody you know you know, and and it just it it took her quick too. Did you guys really did you guys get to have? I don't know how to say this properly, but 
did you get to have a satisfactory final conversation with her before she passed? Yes, we we did individually as well. Because I live here in Detroit, Cher's in Florida, Janet was in Connecticut at the time, and Jan was in L.A. So we kept communicating even before that because we were t- we were excited about the songs and what we were going to do and, and the, the, the team we were going to bring together. So we kept talking and talking. And, and while she was going through her illness and fighting her illness, we were talking and just going, you're going to, you know, you're going to beat this. But it just it, it happened so quick. So when she was when we realized that, oh, you know, not doing well, uh, you know, everybody made sure and we talked. Yeah. individually and together yeah, we so, recently, yeah sad recently we uh watched the documentary i want to rock and um janet was on there and going through all you know her phases i don't know if you had a chance to see this documentary yet but it's a really really, really cool documentary I, I love how they put it together and everything and and when she started you know going through uh you know her memories with Jan and everything, and and uh, that was a very sad, it was sad is a great documentary, yes. but there's some very sad moments in that, and that was definitely one of them. Definitely so. It Let's... is, it is, especially because Jan was just so, she was so special. You just you don't meet people like that, you know. And I'm just thankful that I got to know her and work with her because she's just she really was just beautiful on the inside and outside, not a mean bone in her body. I want to vouch her. her he was all about Vixen, you know. Her dream was to have Vixen just be this grand band, you know. Just she put her friends together to be in a rock band, and mm. I was lucky enough to to join this rock band. Mm. I want to vouch for that because I had the pleasure of of uh, of meeting her. This is probably in '06 or '07, and you know this this is when she was doing Vixen with the other girls. And our band got to open. Uh, it wasn't the idea. It was the same location, but it was called something different at that time. But, you know, she left such an impression on me that night. Uh, not your typical rock star. She's just acting like one of the girls. She made me feel like one of the girls. And she truly was an angel. And, and we will always remember her fondly. And uh, we're so sorry that, that you all lost her as a friend and a bandmate. And, and she will re- be remembered forever. Let's go back to to the happy times. I, I want to know, do you remember exactly where you were when you guys found out that you were getting your record deal with EMI to cut what would what would end up being the debut Vixen album? Uh, okay. <laughs> no, but I remember where I was when it went gold. We well, were that's... in France. Okay. What was that yeah, like? I think we were, oh my God, it was after, and uh, with the guys from, I think the Geezer Butler might have been Black Sabbath, but anyway, and, and we got the phone call that the, the the record went gold, and we just, we just flipped. We were just like, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> you know, and, and you know how we knew we really made it, is when we got back to the States. And Janet had the same experience, but I was driving in my car and I heard Edge of a Broken Heart on the radio. Wow. And I, it just freaked me out. I was like, oh my God. You made it. Yeah. We made it. You know, it was just, it was just such a great feeling. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. It, it hit, amazing. hit 41 on the Billboard 200 and Rev It Up followed up with number 52. Not bad positions and, at all. Yeah. And Love is a Killer was up there and uh, Not a Minute Too Soon in Europe. So we had a couple of good hits actually yeah you did when you when you guys uh, signed i'm sorry go ahead 
No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, when you signed the deal the, the, to do the first album, was it known up front that that several external writers were going to be used? Or, or did you guys kind of find that out after the dotted line had been signed? And was it a little bit of a surprise to you? Well, you know, we had had our own tunes, too. You know, we were playing them in the rehearsals and we, we gave it to them. And um, we just were happy to have a deal and we were still pretty new at this. So we kind of did what we were told. Right. And and basically they started bringing in these writers and they were giving us these songs. And it was like, you need to do this to break the band. And so we can put you on the map and get you out there. And then then once you hit you know, you can start bringing in your own tunes. And we did have a couple of our own tunes on that album, though, on the first record with Cruising and Waiting, and I don't know what else is on there. But anyway, <laughs> we had a few of our own. But, you know, when Richard Marks brought Edge of a Broken Heart, it was like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we weren't going to turn that down. That really defined the sound of Vixen. Sure. And, that, and, that, and, of, and of course, you guys did it, did, of course you did it live on Arsenio Hall. And that's when uh, I guess the performance where Cher felt like people thought that the show was or the 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 lyric or the vocals were canned and everything. And he's like, <laughs> they you know, did. he didn't he's... think we were playing. They thought we were playing along in the track. And it's not the case. We were live and we were always were live. Yeah. We never had tapes. We didn't do that. We We didn't need to do that. Yeah the harmonies were so spot on, you know, people aren't used to, I mean, you always kind of expect the, the pitching to go a little sharp or flat and you guys just, did you spend a lot of time in rehearsals uh, getting your harmonies down? Cause that's definitely one of the signatures of Vixen. Yeah, we did, but it was pretty natural for them, uh, cool. especially the, you know, Janice, Sharon, Jan, yeah. it just, there was this natural tone to them. I don't know what it was, but then they all had good ears. They could hear when somebody was out. Especially right. Cher, Cher and Janet, <laughs> they could hear every little on it. You know, they couldn't they, they couldn't stand it when they'd hear it. But um, no, they were just it, it came together pretty effortlessly. Um, it was just a natural thing with this band. Their harmonies were just incredible. I yes. mean, I would just sit the sit back there and just go, "Oh my God, you guys sound like angels." Yes, it was just wow. beautiful. So well, yeah, we- so a lot of times when we were playing, actually, when we opened for the Scorpions, I think we had some people actually accusing us like do they have somebody backstage behind the curtain there playing or singing they just wouldn't they refused to believe that these girls could play and rock you know it was just mm. crazy what a compliment it, it, some of the things that yeah it just yeah mm. you know and then of course we always got the compliments or i would get that anyway the uh, you're pretty good for a girl or, oh, you're really don't good you love it don't you love yeah that. well you know what when I was in, I was hanging out in the rainbow and you know, that's where Lemmy always hung out. Yeah. He pretty much lived there. Yeah. Lemmy Kilmister. And that happened when I was sitting with him, somebody came up to me and said, Hey, Roxy. And I go, yeah. He goes, God, you're really good for a girl. Ugh. And I, you know, I just said, yeah, thank you. Thank you. know, thank you. Thank you very much. And then Lemmy says to me, cause it, it really irked him. And he says, you know, next time somebody says that to you, just say, suck my dick. <laughs> you know i think they mean well when they say that but i don't think they, they, do. re- they don't realize how offensive it is on the other side it's mm. like you know oh well, you're not well, bad. <laughs> yeah it's just like i didn't take offense to it i just like yeah. you know i got sick of hearing it but but it's like i know they mean it as a 
compliment and it's, it was a novelty as to them it's still a novelty to see a girl playing drums and right. i'm a pretty hard hitter yes so that's surprising to them too it's like god you hit hard and, and yeah. now they don't do that anymore they don't i don't get that wow you hit hard for a girl or you're mm. really good for a girl i don't ever hear that anymore that's what nice. i was that's what i was gonna say because you know i know you guys have you girls have been asked a million times what's it like being a woman in a male dominated you know i mean how many times can you be asked that but it truly seems like that question is not i mean it, they don't even notice gender people don't even seem to notice gender anymore i mean mm. let's face it it's a lot more widespread now there's a lot of women out there that are totally tearing it up so it's a lot more commonplace and and i just think people now are judged by their ability rather than any gender-based slant on it you know the way it should be right? absolutely absolutely well you, you Plus, are you know, with social media yeah you know you can see all these youtube videos i mean there's these incredible musicians you know incredible yes. girls guys you the five-year-olds playing drums it's like it's <laughs> you know, crazy it's crazy. it's crazy yeah totally crazy but i'm just happy to be out there doing what i'm doing you know For and sure. I, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon good deal cool. well good. i'm a i'm a huge a huge fan of madam x i i was listening to you back in 84 but before we get into madam x i wanted to you know your 80s videos on mtv that had to have been a lot of fun probably not a lot of fun um you know taping those with some of them would take like 24 hours long for you guys to uh uh you know sit there uh, all uh, night long probably a lot different than recording the red video i'm sure but um you had that oh, motor yeah, back then it was a lot of hurry up and wait right yeah. okay, your motorcycle you want to delay okay your motorcycle drum seat tell me a little bit about that it looks cool do you still have it no i don't hmm. <laughs> but i do have something up my sleeve if we tour again i have another idea for a drum kit so it's hmm. going to be i may bring out the bike again but i have another idea that is pretty cool so I'll see if I can, if we go out with somebody, I have to go out with like, go out for like a month or something to do, to pull that off. Because what we're, we're right now, we're weekend warriors. We fly in and out and the production is there. Right. I don't bring my drums on the road. Mm, right. right. It's, it's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. So Madam X, you, um, you know, you put out an album, Montrosity. And the one, of yeah, course, exactly. 80, 84, um, We Reserve the Right, and which was produced by Rick Derringer. Tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. that. I mean, you guys had the crazy outfits, the wild hair. I mean, big, big hair. You had Godzilla, <laughs> Brett, of course, on the high screens, the vocals. I, I love the album. I think Brett's with us. Brett, are you here? Oh, Brett. I swear I let him in the room. He, he probably fell yeah. asleep. He probably fell asleep or he says, well, when you start talking about Madam X, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in here. I don't, I don't have him muted. Oh. So do you guys started uh, in, you, you guys started some great stories. That's, so I was kind of happy that he called in because he remembers a lot more than I do. And same with, same with Chris. Cause you know, a, a lot has happened between Madam X and Vixen. So a lot of those stories and they would just remind me. And I said, Oh my God, I've, for that happened but, um <laughs> madam x was it was wild it was outrageous especially for the time we were outrageous because there was nothing like that nothing yeah. like us like between me maxine two sisters chris and brett and just 
Chris himself was, you know, mayhem. That Godzilla, just crazy. Right, all all the leather, the chains, the whole nine yards, and and the music was cool. It was heavy. It was you know eight for eighty four, especially you know it was you know kind of had a, a a little bit of a wild twist to it. Um, some party fun. Um, it was heavy. It was heavy, but it was campy. We kept yes. a sense of humor. And yeah. Same with the stage show. It was it. We had sexual innu- innuendos and things like that, but it was all in fun. It was never um, offensive, really, or anything like that. Although the crowd that we attracted, <laughs> they were more of a show than we were. Oh <laughs> I mean, wow! I tell you, some people would like. We had a couple girls up front that would just masturbate while we played because oh. in front of Chris and Brett. I mean, we brought that out of them. I don't know why, but. Wow, that's crazy! That yeah, was in, you guys. You started that band in Detroit, is that right? Correct. Yeah, Maxine and I started like straight out of high school. Really, we had our own, and eventually just hired. Started just rise, and Chris came came along, and then Brett. Brett, we found in uh, New York because we were playing a place called Cheetahs, I think, or something. I don't remember. We wow. saw him perform, and we said we got to have that singer. So we um, kind of stole him out of his band. And, oh, my God, there was quite a trip with this band. I mean, we played every club there was to play. We played any place. Uh, we traveled in a Camaro. Uh, we our own truck. We owned our own lights. We owned our own pay. Uh, we were a traveling circus. We made maybe 50 bucks a week. <laughs> we did. We lived on, I don't know salad bar but we split it between each other we slept we all slept in one room with their crew wow it was just bare bones in the trenches rock and roll but we had one goal in mind we're going to go to la and we're going to get a record deal and that was our goal wow that was rocks that's a real rock school that's what rock school is you you play the clubs and you learn your craft and you get with the fans and you know there's just you can't be taught that you gotta tell it so true. You know, I, I was into Madame X before I even knew anything about Sebastian even being in the band. I mean, I didn't know until, of course, later on that he even replaced Brett. Um, of course, you know, you I, I followed you when you moved on to Vixen, and I never really, uh, you know, of course, followed Madame X after you went on to, to Vixen. But apparently, you know, they, they did find they did have a replacement drummer. Is that correct? With the Mark uh, McConnell? Bam, yeah, Bam. Mark McConnell. They did. Yes, Bam Bam. Um, yeah, I had joined Vixen by then, and they were going to continue, which they should. Um, and then um, I, I got. I wish, I wish Maxine would call in because she could give you the whole story. Oh. Uh, uh, you got to have her on. Her and Chris or you Brett bet. and any of them. They they can tell you what actually Chris and Maxine. They can tell you what happened there. But yeah, I think um, they had Sebastian in the band for at least a year or so, and he was he was young, maybe eighteen. So they, Maxine had wild stories about him. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Those are no, her stories to tell. And of course, uh, he went on to play on and with Sebastian Bach's solo solo band, and um, and then he uh, eventually died uh, in 2012. Is that right? 2012. I'm not sure. McConnell? I don't know. I Mark I got to tell you, Brett is in here. I'm looking at his screen, and, it, and his mic is muted, and I'm trying to unmute it, and it won't let me. He said, I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> he said, I'm trying. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, you know, we're in the studio with Madam X, so and, and <clears throat> we had a lot of people would stop by, like um, Robin Zander stopped by, Carmine Apiece stopped 
They gave me a drum lesson while mm -hmm. I was recording. I learned this really cool Jimmy Crespo from Aerosmith. You remember him? Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, he stopped by, and, you know, it was just... Rigger had a lot of friends, so he'd have him come in, but, yeah. Um, yeah, we had some wild times with that band. We attracted <laughs> some wild people. Now, you, you guys uh, did sign with EMP. That's uh, David Ellison from Megadeth. Uh, that was his label, correct? For, correct, for your... yeah. And we did the Monstrosity album with him, yeah. Tell that, me a little bit cool. about that, and, and uh, how, did, how did you guys get, get that... Um, that deal with EMP. Um, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, uh, we signed with Tom. Yeah. Um, it's Mark Slaughter actually recommended them to me wow. and I said, okay. okay. Yeah. And, um, so we started, we started working with them and, um, uh, we vaccine and I kind of took the lead on that. We, we were writing some very heavy stuff. So as you as you see, I mean, Monstrosity is a pretty heavy album. Yeah, and uh, we kind of went that route, and I don't know. It's a, I love the I love the album. I love it. I love playing Monstrosity live. It's a heavier the heavier side of Madame X, um, but we are now working on another new album, and that one's taking us back to the campier of Madame X, but mixing in with with the Monstrosity. So it's it's going to be a good balance of both. Mm. I don't know that many people would argue with this, but I feel like you and Maxine were way ahead of your time and were definitely trendsetters. And, you know, we talked a little bit uh, before about, you know, how guys used to view women playing in music. I will say this about Maxine's playing her, her pick attack and just, just her, uh, her technique and style. If I didn't know it was a woman playing, I, I would think it was a man because it was always very aggressive. There was nothing ever soft or frilly about it. Um, what is that like getting to do this with uh, your family member, your sibling? And what are just some of your favorite memories of just bonding with her during creating this band? Oh, playing in the basement when she and I would just start jamming together and we naturally i think were raised kind of looking at my mom okay she she was not um a feminine feminine woman you know she was pretty and 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 she would you know she's italian skirt in the dirt she would get out in the garden in a skirt um she was hands-on all the time and 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 my dad raised us to be like make sure you take care of yourself and uh you know don't be meek and mild type of thing you know but then on the other hand you know you want to be a woman and cook and all that so we had the, a balance of that i guess right um but also when we would play i think you know my brother would come down and he'd say he'd help us too because he was a musician and he'd say you know don't don't be afraid to hit those drums you know hit hit them hard and you know just just you know Played like a guy, really, is what he was saying. Like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do that. There he is. <laughs> He's here. You made oh it, Brett. Oh, my God. I cannot <laughs> believe this technology crap. You went into a wormhole in your back. I, oh, my God. Yeah, well, this is better than a black hole. <laughs> we are talking about you. I heard every word. Thank you. Oh, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I'm sorry it took so long. I'm, I'm a little... Uh, what, is they, what do they call that? Technolo technologically illiterate? 
challenging. Yeah, I'm good if you. Me too. Yeah, I'm good if you put a microphone in front of me, but uh, uh, this iPhone <laughs> thing and stuff, and I don't know, whatever. I hear you. I did the same thing, and it's like I I can't figure out the cameras and all that kind of right? stuff. Right. Yeah. There's so many things. Just how, was, how was it to be back on stage with um, there, all the members of Madame X at the Sweden Rock Festival, Brett? Oh, my God. I mean, I mean even before that, when, when I just went to Detroit and we went in a, what was her name? Basement? Your hairdresser? We, 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 rehe- oh, we went Kara. to rehearse. Yeah, we, we, went, we walked down in the basement and it was like, oh, my God, there they are. You know, it was like, <laughs> it's like, didn't I just see you last week? What the hell? You know, and it, well, it was like off. we picked up when we left off. Yeah, I mean, as soon as we started playing, yeah, as soon as we started playing the songs, we were like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, you know, wow. we're good. And we did a we did a little warm up thing before we went to Sweden, and that was even you know that was wild. And then getting to Sweden, forget about it, man. I mean, you know, like like Chris Chris says, this was going to be a, like a last hurrah. You know, thank you everybody, because you know we had no idea. I mean, we had no idea. Roxy was probably the only one who ever went out and did any, you know, I mean, went other places, Europe and everything like that, and saw, you know, a lot of Madame X memorabilia. That's how this whole thing started. It's all her fault. Wow. <laughs> Guilty. Well, yeah, but Brent, you know, we played the marquee in England. We played the marquee. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. We well, we did England. England. Yeah, <laughs> we did England. We did the marquee, and we were supposed to do the Dominion Theater until that, never mind, that bogus uh, excuse some promoter was nervous about uh, pre-sale tickets, and Don Arden, uh, you know, Don Arden was our manager. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if you went into that, but uh, no. he no, was kind of, he was kind of like the godfather of, mm. you know, um, literally. Right. <laughs> and uh, and he um, he was like, well, go, you know, basically go fuck yourself, you know, and, and told us we gotta, you know, either come home. So they came up with this cockamamie story. Jet Records came up with this cockamamie story that my sister was killed in a car accident. Oh no! Stuff like that. Well, I don't have a sister. Wow. Uh, are you? Was it? I don't even remember that. <laughs> you know, I don't have a sister. I have three brothers, but that's you know. And 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 luckily, even these days, they're still my brothers. You know, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> so what do you guys? What do you guys have cooking on the horizon? I mean, what what's next for Madame X? Hard Rock Hell. Oh yeah, right. So we're gonna we're gonna go back down those stairs, yeah, and you know back <laughs> back that we're gonna take that elevator elevator ride back down to hell and and uh, you know throw our throw our lines in the water. Well, me and Chris's lines in the water and stuff, you know. But anyway, um, you know we're just gonna put it out there and and hopefully something happens. You know, I still feel we should have we we should have uh, gone on. You know, I mean, there was so many things going on at the time when. When I went back to New York, Roxy got the Vixen thing, you know, and stuff like that. And that's when we separated. You know, we we went our ways, and they they went on. I mean, I just said, hey, guys, give me a call if anything's happening, you know. Yeah. Wow. And I never heard from them until, you know, I'm playing in Arizona. You know, I, took, I st- went back to my band in New York, you know, with my brother, and we started up. And I moved them out to Arizona because I, it was cheap to live here and six hours from L.A., so we were playing, and then next thing I know, Madame X is coming to town with a new drummer and new singer, you know. And uh, so I was like, "Oh, so I guess they got a new singer," you know. Whatever. Wow. And, well, ma- yeah. Ma- well, ma- uh, the the album's got thirteen tracks, 
It has resurrection, in a monstrosity, hello Cleveland, and you even put in high and high school again. Now tell yeah. me what, what what was your uh, your thoughts on adding that back on this uh, latest album here? I had no thoughts about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my choice. Uh, actually, you know, the girls took the lead on that record and stuff, and you know, as, well, as I you think said we earlier. Did that- we did that to to do to, to freshen it up and to have a Michael Wagner mix. There you go. I think that was part of it too, and just just to remind people that who we were too, because they know us from high and high school. Right, right. Yeah. Love the videos. Are, yeah. And 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 I was a I was a big Wrath child, you know, the band from uh, England, and yeah, uh, that's they had. The guy that- Copied my hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, it had the big old haircut, <laughs> big old hairstyle, and yeah, everything, yeah. and Black wild and outfits. Hair. Yeah, 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 I was all into all yeah. that stuff. So you guys were awesome, and then uh, I really appreciate all, all the first album. You know, we reserve the rights. Come one, come all. She's hot tonight. Cat's got your tongue. Love the album. Great stuff. Even got a guitar solo from Maxine on there. Love it. Um, we have some questions. We have us. Uh, we are doing a live. Um, uh, stream here and we have people in the chat room and um, we're going to uh, answer or not answer but ask some questions from them. So J.D. Wayne says Roxy oh. when will you do Rock Camp with Brit? I was actually supposed to do it just before COVID hit and then of course everything shut down so um, yeah I'm, I'm sure I'll be doing it in the future at some point she just needs to ask me and I'll, I'll do it <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. I was ready to do it then. Wow. Tony Cattledo says, I changed my drum style after seeing you play. Ooh. Oh, Com- wow. Compliment. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm all about just laying down a groove. You know, it, it, it just lay down this great groove so that the band has something, a foundation to pop of. That the drummer's good, the band's going to sound good. That is for sure. You guys are the foundation of everything the the rest of the band does. Some of these aren't questions. They're just comments. EP Jersey says, Roxy, you are awesome. Simple as that. Brett's even getting some love in here. Del Nickel says, Brett Kaiser is an amazing front man. I'm from Phoenix and Kaiser was the shit. So take some of that. (laughs) There you go, Brett. (laughs) Here's here's some more love from... uh, Keith Tabler, much respect to Brett and to Roxy. Of course, they're just good, genuine people. That is for sure. Yeah, hey, I think. I, yeah, I think we did that. Uh, what was that, Rox? That Keith Tabler does that. Um, something oh, asylum wreck. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, asylum yeah. vinyl thing. Yeah, you have a. Yeah, Keith. Yeah, cool, cool, dude. cool dude. Cool, cool. Melissa Mumpower says. Oh, shout out to Marty. Yeah, Marty. Oh. Happy birthday, Marty. Yes. Happy Marty birthday, Overby. Marty. Yep. Marty Overby. Good dude. Yeah. Marty the animal. And Brooke. Actually. <laughs> Hello, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Melissa Mumpower says, I always wondered if Vixen on the 80s would calibrate with Lita at some point. If Vixen in the oh. 80s would. Uh, I don't know what you meant. By oh, that. in the 80s? I don't know. It was a different scene in the 80s, but um, we were certainly now with, I would. We played with Lita for. Didn't we open for Lita? Yeah, many times. We opened for her club. at the country club. Right, right. Yeah. Remember, Sandy West showed up at that show from the oh, Runaways. Yeah. Not only Sandy West, but also uh, Kevin DeBro, um, uh-huh. Tom, uh-huh. Tommy Aldridge. Ted Nugent. Uh, wow. Ted Nugent. <laughs> Remember, yeah. we wanted Ted to get up and play. We were like, because <laughs> we, knew, we knew all the Nugent songs. 
Elizabeth English Talcott says, I didn't know that Julia had joined them. I met her on uh, Monsters of Rock Cruise in 2020 and got to spend quite a bit of time with her. She is precious. I told her she is one one in a, a Brazilian. I want to be Roxy when I grow up, slamming those skins. <laughs> Ooh. Right. We, Roxy never grows up though, so she didn't. You don't have to grow up. That's right. Yeah, Here's nobody, a, nobody, nobody slams the skins like Rox. That's right. Here's another uh, question from Melissa Mumpower. She says, "What inspired Roxy to start playing drums?" My granddaughter is doing percussion and band in elementary school. Just curious. Oh, I love that. Uh, actually, I think what happened was Maxine wanted to start a band and she was playing guitar at the time and, and I was playing clarinet. She says, you're going to have to play something else because I want to start a rock band. There you go. And so she was playing guitar and it was between bass and drums and I just gravitated towards the drums. I liked the primal aspect of it and I just, yeah. once I sat behind the kit and learned how to play, I fell in love. How, how long looked- did it take you to master the, the double kick? Because that just seems so hard to uh, me. Well, you know what? I wanted it. I wanted it so bad that I would get down, go downstairs, and just practice, 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 practice. So yeah. I still haven't mastered it. I don't know that I'll ever master it. But it, well, it just does. You know, you, you do ahead. have your you, your YouTube. You always do your um, your you know drum cam videos on your YouTube um, page. And uh, do you, do you uh-huh. like doing those all the time? I, I noticed one one of them. You put high heels on your drum set. Is that <laughs> Is that something you 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 do a lot? That's a staple. That's a staple. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> well, I used to play in them. Now I hang them. I want everybody. <laughs> I lo- I'm in love with shoes. I, I'm a shoe gal. I love shoes. I love buying shoes. I love heels. So it's like I enjoy them. Everybody else can enjoy them. Here, I'm going to hang them on my hi hat stand. This <laughs> chick who's slamming the skins. She likes high heels too. <laughs> Well, red sounds amazing. It's yes. um, it's very modern sounding to me. Um, it, it's fresh and, and new. Is this something that's going to maybe uh, help evolve a new album coming out soon, or, or are you just going to do the one the singles? Possibly, yeah. I mean, uh, for now, we're going to release red and focus on. We're going to learn it live. We're going to put it in our set. I think next week when we play, awesome. and um, and see what is what inspires comes next. I love I love the idea of releasing singles though, because it's it's just like it's every much, couple of months you release a single and it keeps it fresh, you know. True, yeah. true. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Well, guys, you have been wonderful, both of you th- and Brad. I'm sorry it uh, sorry it took a while to get you in here, but we're glad you made it. And I think Scott's got one more before we cut you loose. What yeah, you got? I, I wanted to know if if um, if there's been any regrets or or some things that you wish you could redo uh, with certain decisions. Uh, with fixing or are you happy with uh, everything that's that kind of went through i wish we never would have broke up i never wanted the band to break up yeah i didn't you know even though the grunge was coming in and i think we lost our record deal and things were falling apart but never i never wanted that band to break up never i loved vixen always wanted it to just continue on but was you know what that and that's not really a regret. I, I regret that it happened, but, yeah. you know, it uh, wasn't my doing. I mean, it just happened. Yeah. It See, happened. All bands break up, I guess, at some point. I just wanted to take a break. I thought we should just take a break from each other. I think we were burnt out. We'd, we'd been on the road for so long, but that break turned into a breakup. 
Yeah. Unfortunately. But we're back. Yes, yeah. you are better than ever. You and Madame X and, and Vixen is basically the leather and the lace, in, in my opinion. There you know, you, you got go. the best of both worlds. Uh, you get the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the toughness in Madame X, and then you get the, the pretty gals in Vixen, and you do both of them very well. And we uh, Double we duty. Well, that's right. If anybody, if anybody could do double duty, it's Roxy. You know well, I did it, it at Sweden Rock. I yep, actually did, did it at what? Sweden and on the, on the boat. Yeah, wow. and I was sick on the boat. Remember? You were sick. Yeah, oh, I had shoot. I had to, I stopped in the middle after I don't know what song it was, and I grabbed a bucket and because I don't do I had that cruise. Cr- yeah. <laughs> oh, that's tough. I, was, I finished the set though. She threw <laughs> up in her high heels, right? <laughs> no, she threw up no, in a bucket, never. but she I was, was wearing her high heels. <laughs> I think Chris Godzilla got me a bucket. He was <laughs> he grabbed the bucket for me. Oh, bless your heart. Well, you're a trooper. It, got, it, you know, the show must go on. Yes, yes. Uh, a comment well, in here. No from, crying and rock and roll. That's nope. right. A comment from EP. EP Jersey says, does Roxy still talk to Janet? Yes. In fact, not too long ago, about a week ago, I just talked to her. Yeah, we stay in touch and say with share. Very good. Good. Job. I good. wish them all the best with their with Janet solo stuff and share also. I mean, you know, they're vixen. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, Brett Michaels, uh, bass player. He's in the chat room, and, and Norman Voss. He says, "I saw Vixen, Lita, and Orathani uh, at Rock, uh, Rock Timber a few weeks oh, ago." Yeah. Um, Chicks Rock, maybe a multiple female band tour. Oh, that'd be amazing. Sure. Let's do that it. That would be killer. Orianthe's great. She I, is. I watched her that night. She was un- she's killer. And and Doro Pesh, we've done a lot of shows with her. Um, there's some a lot of great girl bands out there and just girl girl musicians, you know. Yeah. And Maxine, of course. Of course. You gotta of course. see her live. Absolutely. Oh, she's incredible. And so are you. Thank you guys yeah. so much for your time tonight. We want everybody to go out there and check out the single and the video for Red. Support all things Vixen. Support all things Madam X. Brett Kaiser and Roxy Petrucci, thank, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Tulsa Music Stream. You guys have a great night. You too. Thank Thanks you very having... much. Thanks, Bye. guys. We'll see you. Talk to you tomorrow. Go <laughs> Red. Go Red. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Awesome. All right. Well, we did not know that we weren't going to have video on that, but we made it work. So, surprise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you build a show around video, things look kind of funny if you don't have it. But, hey, we made it work. It's all good. It's all good. You could hear her. She answered the questions wonderfully well, and that is that is what we care about. That's right. Still great content. Thank you so much. And what a nice surprise from Brett Kaiser jumping in. Yeah, that was fun. Lead singer of Madame X. Um, man, he's got he's got some whales. I mean, he, oh. back in nineteen eighty four, he had a really high voice. He still does. Great, great, great voice. Um, yes. You know, he cut through, especially in the, in the, the on the eighty four oh. album. Just cut right through. Yes. guitars. You know, I think, did you say that was produced by, or no, that was Vixen was uh, produced by uh, uh, Prof? Yes, Spencer. Yeah, that was Vixen. That was, that was Rick, not the, Rick, Rick Derringer did right, the first album. Right, um, right. We reserve the right to rock. They were metal. They were metal, and Roxy and Maxine were, like I said, they were out there setting trends. They were 
paving the way for the rest of us girls who came up behind them and and trying to make it in the in the big old world of rock and roll i know exactly what she means i've i've heard that a time or 10 uh, you're pretty good for a girl we know you guys mean well when you say that but they're just good in general right well if they if you are i mean i don't i don't want someone to say you know, you're good if yeah. you're not. Uh, Travis Arnold says, my my home for 10, 10 years, uh, 10 plus years in uh, California, center of the Valley Country Club. Yeah. Oh, Racina, Racina, California. Nice, nice. Well, that was great. Again, we thank, we thank Roxy Petrucci. We thank Brett Kaiser for coming in. That was a good time. Yep. And happy birthday, Marty Overby. Yes. We appreciate your uh, promotion of the show. And, so great. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you guys, and uh, make sure you share our our podcast, our streams, and hit like and follow and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. So we told you guys we were going to announce our next guest tonight, and we're about to do that right now. Drum roll, please. Two Thursdays from now. Boom. Thursday, October 19th at 7 p.m., John Levin of Dawkin will be on with us. This just fell out for us. John is an amazing guitar player, a super cool dude. We cannot wait to catch up with him. Uh, Don Dawkin is out there doing a lot of press right now. Of course, they're trying to push this new album. I am pleased to say uh, Scott and I have the privilege, had the privilege of getting an advanced release copy of the album. We're in the process of checking it out, uh, and then we'll be talking to John about that and many other things. He's a good dude. I got to meet him when I got to do the uh, fun thing I, I did where I played on stage with them several years back. Super nice guy. Can't wait to catch up with him. Let me, let me put that up one more time. I don't want you guys to miss that. It's two Thursdays from tonight, October 19th at 7 p.m. Central. John Levin of Dawkin. Don't miss it. Let's give shout outs to our sponsors, DEB Concerts. Scott and I are going to be at this show and we want you to be there as well. Friday, October 13th, John Karabi will be at the Graffiti Bar at 111 South Detroit Avenue in Tulsa. Doors at 7, show at 9. Guys, this is a free show. There is absolutely no reason for you to not be there. It's 21 and up. Come on out. Let's let's see a bunch of our old friends, get the old gang back together celebrate with Doug Burgess and Eddie Trunk and and have a great time with John Karabi that night. Let's do it. We'll see you out there. Psychoma Filmworks. We went to Psych this week and we said, hey man, we need a a shorter, kind of more aggressive uh, intro. And he put one together. I think he's still working on uh, an even more complete one, but we were pleased with what he sent us to use tonight. Uh, It rocks. Thank you for putting that together. If you guys need any videos yourselves, you can hit him up at psychomo at gmail.com. Dustin Little, he is the man for your IT needs, practical technology, and networking services for Oklahoma's local business community. If you have any IT needs, call 918-640-0892 or email Dustin at okpc.com. If you need photos taken, go to shipmentphotos.com. Their photos look absolutely astounding. They are amazing. It's your branding done right. Go to shipmentphotos.com for all your photography needs. Screen printing needs. You don't need to go anywhere else other than Identity Merch. Call 918-521-5660 or email Todd at identitymerch.com. Cold front's coming in, you guys. We need you to get one of those TMS hoodies. You can do that by going to our TMS Facebook page and clicking on our website link and pick up some threads. 
Like Scott told you just a minute ago, please subscribe to our YouTube page and hit the notification bell. You can always catch us live and see our replays on our YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch page because we refuse to say X. We're still going to call it Twitter. You can also hear us on these podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, iHeart, and more. (sighs) That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, As always, make sure you follow our page. Follow our streams. Uh, We have lots of um, cool um, interviews on our back catalog. You can check them out on YouTube and, of course, Facebook. We love you guys and um, stick around. We got a lot more coming and we enjoy doing these interviews and um, we never know what we're going to get like tonight. (laughs) You know, we think it's one thing and then boom, it's something totally different. So we appreciate you guys and stick with us and uh, we're going to continue doing these and um, stick around. Love you guys. Love you. Have a great night. See you in two weeks for John Levin. Thanks for watching Tulsa Music Stream. Good night, everybody.